everyone. Welcome back to Hash ATMAM Conversations. I'm having a great conversation today with Christina Leboisin. And I'm really excited to speak to her. You know, this is going to be my last uh, interview for 2018. So I know it's going to be super duper. Hi, Chris. Welcome to my podcast. Hi, Edisola. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm great. I'm happy to have you. And you, you know why I'm extra super duper happy to have you? No, why? <laughs> you're like, you're the first girl on my podcast. <laughs> I know, I'm so excited. I've been trying to get women on to come and get interviewed, but exciting, just knowing that I'm going to get one in before 2018 finishes. And I'm so happy that it's, it's you, you know. Um, so Chris, like, you know, let's kick off your story. You know, I really like to know where you're at right now. And that if you could talk to your 21-year-old self, what would you tell her? Um, so where I am at right now, um, I'm one of the owners of the Dojo Cafe. It's a social enterprise um, coffee shop. You know, we help the community. Um, I'm part of a Stay Smiling brand, which is a positivity movement brand. Um, and I also uh, deal in real estate and I have a, a daytime nine-to-five job. Um, so I have my hands in a lot of things. I would tell my 21 year old self to get moving. When I was 21 years old, I had lots of dreams and ideas, but I never really acted on them. I was, I felt like I probably had a lot of self doubt then. I still do sometimes, but I, you know, I've, I've learned to cope with it and just move on and just keep moving regardless of whatever is going on in my head. But at 21, I definitely wasn't like that. So if I could go back and tell myself to just, just do it, just, you know, follow the five second rule and just, you know, just take action. That's great. great. I love that. I love what you're saying. You know, um, I mean, at 21, I think I had so much energy and I just wanted to do things, but I wasn't focused. Were you like, at what point, what was the turning point of getting focused? Like looking at everything you do, it's like, you know, coming from someone that had like slight self-doubt, you know, and stuff like that. What, when was your turning point? Um, my turning point, I would say, was probably three or so years ago. So, unfortunately, not in my 20s, but, like, in my 30s, early 30s, I um, I just got it together, and I was like, I need to get stuff done. Like, I need to act on this. And so that's when I actually you know, jumped into a lot of self-help books and, and that actually really helped me out a lot just to try to, just to take action. Like, it, you know, like to just actually fulfill things and to, to work on it and make things like, you know, come to life. <laughs> you know, I love that you're, you invested in yourself. It's something that a lot of people are always like, okay, how did you wake up? How did you get to this point of wanting, of being able to do things? How are you so confident? I'm like, well, it's really hard to answer that question, but I love how you said that you use self-help books. I mean, I just wrote, I just published one called okay. Bible, but it's specifically for entrepreneurs and it focuses on self-awareness and emotional intelligence because that is the part that really stops a lot of us from actually doing anything in our lives. And, you know, I have a sister who's in her, who is actually 21, which is kind of funny. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you're so lucky. Like you, this time ahead of you, you know, <laughs> 
And it's like, you know, I can't claim that back. I can only make, you know, use of each, every single moment being in the present. So watching her is great because everything I've learned, I'm like passing on to her. I mean, it's difficult because she wants to have, you know, just relax and have fun. But I'm like, you know what? You can do that later because, you know, if you do certain things now, you can do what you want, you know, later on. So I really enjoy the fact that you just shared the self-help. So which self-help book would you actually they actually work um yeah you know so a lot of them have similar messages but they're all packaged you know in a different way and they have like a different impact but the one the one of the first ones that i read um that had a big impact on me was mel robbins the five second rule mm-hmm. um i don't know if you've ever read it before um but not it, yet i will <laughs> <laughs> but it's basically so she talked about how basically counting to five, like if you have any self-doubt, like it's just a good practice because it mm. like negates any kind of self-doubt or any kind of like talking yourself out of things. So when you just count backwards, five, four, three, two, one, you don't give your mind a chance to talk yourself out of anything. You just go mm. for it. That's awesome. And you've actually used this method? Um, I don't. So I started, you know, I started off counting. I don't count really anymore, but just that whole mentality of just like, don't even like not even letting myself like give myself the time to to like talk myself out of things I just like go ahead and do it like just like move forward move forward and you know before like I would um like it's not like I didn't do anything like I got you know my undergrad and master's degree and everything but but yeah it wasn't focused on like I, I had so much spare time that I wasn't pursuing all the the different businesses and ventures that I want, you know, be able to multitask and, and do a lot of things. Okay. You know, I'm excited having a woman on here specifically because of what you said, multitasking. <laughs> and, you know, all my life, like I have been a, like, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say a good multitasker. I mean, I've been able to manage my time and get multiple things yes. done, you know, in the time that most probably only do one, maybe two and it's like I think it's in our um, you know it's in our genes it's like being a woman just makes you do things like that like you know I'm a mom and I can literally cook and feed and then you know set out the laundry at the same time and then you know everything I was meant to do you know do you think that's kind of excellent form can be you know one track mind somehow and with women we can have like multiple things juggling and get them done in the in the productive manner yeah I I think our I think you're kind of right about that. I have observed, I think I'm able to just juggle more thoughts in my head. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I try my best to like, not keep them in my head, like write things down. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, you know, like, just like juggling multiple thoughts and like having just a lot of things going on. Um, but it is it is a good skill to to learn how to focus those mm-hmm. two. Mm-hmm. And I, I completely agree, you know, but it's nice talking to another girl about that, honestly. Okay, guys, we're back. And you know what? The first segment has been great because I got three awesome things out of there. How Christina is able to beat self-doubt literally doesn't affect her anymore. That she invested in herself by, you know, going ahead and reading self-help books. And this whole multitasking thing that women can do like superheroes. So, you know, Chris, your values and mindset, that's what we're going to focus on. You've already explained some of it already. But, you know, 
taking it in stages, working in the corporate world and running your own business, do, do, does it require a different kind of aesthetic when you're, when you're thinking about your values and your mindset? Um, yeah, it, it requires you just to be a very good time manager, I guess, for mm-hmm. one. Um, so the mindset is not go to work and do your eight hours. Like uh, when I go to my nine to five job, I'm very focused on my tests to get them done um, efficiently and well so that so that my nine to five job doesn't flow over past eight hours because it, it is work. <laughs> but my goal is to try to get that done as a, as efficiently as and as effectively as possible so that I have time before and after that job to do my own businesses and to Mm. dedicate time to those businesses. So I don't want that job to inflate and become my whole life. Mm. Mm. I like that you're balancing both because something I learned, um, let me just tell you a little bit about me. Like um, after I finished uni, I was, I just wanted to be an entrepreneur. I didn't want to work for one, which I think in hindsight was not a good idea. Um, (laughs) My mother did try to tell me because she's a nine to five person. That's, that's, you know, her world, but I didn't understand the security you actually get from nine to five that gives you the ability to actually fulfill your dreams. So for me, I was operating on passion and dream juice, as I call it. And, (laughs) you know, it makes, it's funny. And all of a sudden you're tired, you're broke and you're thinking, why is this happening? It's not supposed to be like this. You know, and my mom was like, you know, it would have been nice if you kind of thought about the kind of partner you needed as someone that was actually working um, and and had enough income for both of you so you could do all these things you were doing. And I looked at her thinking, because that was the only way she could me, you need to get a job. And um, I found that really funny. And, I, and now, 15 years on, um, I keep telling people that, you know, once you finish uni and stuff, unless you've got a great idea that can literally make you a millionaire overnight or, or in a year... I strongly suggest you go work for someone in the field you're thinking in so you know how things operate and you know where you fit in. Um, For me, it would have been advertising. I literally should have gone to work in advertising or at that time I was interested in owning a fashion house, which I eventually did. I should have gone to work in fashion as a buyer as opposed to a designer and creating clothes. So the things I've just figured out now and because of that, it kind of helps me when I talk to young people now and say, you know what, that passion you have make sure you work in that industry first before deciding to do something. Cause maybe you're about to bring something new. You're about to, do, maybe you're meant to innovate something in that your passion would help that happen, but you also need to know how things work. Cause that's another thing about entrepreneurs. We kind of stumble and learn on the way, but if you've had experience in the corporate world, you kind of already know, okay, you need a financial department. Okay. You need HR. Okay. You need this. You need that. You need operations, you know, and these are things as an entrepreneur, as a virgin entrepreneur, I call myself and when I was really young, um, you learn along the way. So were you able to weave what you've learned in the corporate world into your business? Because, you know, you're doing really great. Yeah. So we um, definitely with the Dojo Cafe, um, you know, I do um, I do the accounting um, and the finances. And when we had to do financial projections for our investors, it was right up my wheelhouse. Like I knew how to do mm. Production. Um, other things I had to pick up. I was never in HR, but I figured I've muddled through it and figured it out. <laughs> but, you know, I've, I've gotten, I've read job descriptions and figured out how to, um, you know, how to do a hiring process. So I've been through it myself. So, you know, so we just applied it to other people's. <laughs> I like that. You see, that's the thing. You took something from somewhere and applied it. And, you know, 
if you, if, for me, I had no like comparison. You know, my mom wasn't talking to me about her workplace and she was in the maritime industry and mm-hmm. she was a lawyer. So we, we just didn't, it was, and I, I just came out with an economics and business degree. So it was like, okay, we, we, the common ground wasn't really there. And I just, you know, now I appreciate when I speak to someone like you because that is what I should have done, you know, to be honest, you know, I mean, yes, my purpose now has helped me because now I can now interject people who are my younger self and say, Hey, you know what? You got to go get some focus and work for someone. So I, I do like that. You've done that. Now there's something I wanted to touch on and it's obviously because you're the first girl that's come on my podcast, but being a woman, you know, um, and the theme of my podcast obviously is how to make a million. How do have you like gotten some kind of perspective on, on how women view money? Yeah. So I guess, I'm not sure if it's a general um, statement. I can tell you how I view money. Um, I view money, and I don't think this is a universal thing, but how (laughs) I view money is um, it can buy you time. It's basically like that whole, like, phrase, time is money. I feel Mm -hmm. like that absolutely is it. Like, the reason I want to build wealth and build, you know, invest in real estate and invest in businesses is I want... um, freedom of time, like financial, Mm. right? And so that is my ultimate goal. I love that. You know, on my wealth journey, so many things have like come up as catchphrases, but I love you say freedom of time. You know, I've heard of, you know, to be able to, you know, to be free to take on opportunities or for me, I mean, initially was the focus on, to focus on world challenges by taking the worry of money off the table. You know, that was like primarily my own thing because that was like a, a, a current constant that I was like, you know what, this has got to stop. This worry of money has got to stop. I have to do something about this. I can do anything. I've already figured that out. But the issue is what keeps blocking my way wasn't managing my expectations about money or the fact that I needed it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I was like, oh, it's just going to evaporate when I need it, you know, kind of stuff. I wasn't actually doing things actively to ensure that happened, mm-hmm. you know. So going on this journey has been so much, uh, so enlightening, you know. And my, my, sometimes I keep thinking, oh, my gosh. And that's why when I look at my sister, I'm thinking, you're so lucky. <laughs> you're just 21. You're just starting, you know. And, you know, I'm not going to let you make those kind of crazy-ass mistakes that I made. But seriously, I love how you view money. I love that you said it can buy you time. And that is the most expensive commodity. I mean, it's 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 priceless. Time is priceless because when it's gone, it's gone. You can't get it back. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, so that that's totally awesome. Do you think women see it that way? Because you know, women seem to stretch time with the way they do things. I mean, you know, a woman who has got her head together seems like she can take twenty four hours and make it like thirty six. <laughs> You know, I mean, I've done it, but, you know, I've learned not to do that because it wasn't good for my health. But obviously, like, you know, with the way women are and, you know, now that, you know, we're having this uprising of women really trying to get into the corporate world, like, well, we are, but you know what I mean? Like, visually, yes. visibly, um, I, you know, what are your thoughts about that? Like, being being a woman yourself? I feel like a lot of women um, view money as finite. I guess, um, you know, I, I have a lot of um, girlfriends who, you know, who are good at budgeting the, their money. So they take what their income is, you know, and they, they portion it out into different categories for the month and they're, they're pretty good at sticking with it. And that's very good. So it's a very good money management, right? But um, I feel like, yeah, there is that, um, the reason why I pursue 
businesses and whatnot is for extra income so that I can invest and eventually have passive income. And I don't feel like a lot of, there's not as big of a population of women who are focusing on passive income versus Mm -hmm. selling their time for money. Um, whether it be in a nine to five job, um, you know, or for consulting gigs, you know, and, and that's all good. But I mean, I think the ultimate, the ultimate goal is to get that ability to have that income coming in without, without you touching it. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I have to get you on my, on my new podcast that's coming up because right now my mentoring style is actually focused on passive income first. Like before we even like really go in. To start getting that, you know, million dollar idea. And some have actually been lucky where they re- they can make a million or they're projected to make a million from the passive income that they were just sitting on. It's money while you're sleeping. Like mm-hmm. you don't literally have to be there when it's making money. And that's what you need because you're limited with time. Hence why I actually wrote my started writing books. Because I said, look, I can only really truly help five people a week. And if they need weekly help, that is five people a month. Five people a year if they sign up for a year. Mm. And to me, that's not enough. That's not what I'm looking for. I want to help more people. And that restricts me in who I can help. So, you know, especially myself, like doing my own things, when you have that kind of thing going on, it's impossible to do anything else. I might as well be on a nine to five job. So I was like, you know what? I decided to be an entrepreneur not to do this. So I have to find another way to make this work. And I love that you focused on that, you know, um, thinking about, for me, when it comes to investing, it's about assets versus liabilities all of those things. And I find that people who seem to have their act together with money, the discipline or of being able to budget isn't really enough. You need to think about where your money is going and how it's going to grow. And I can see that you're literally already doing that. So thank you so much, Chris. Oh, no problem. continue on a, on, a, on a trend that we started in the second segment and we we're talking about money um but this time the millionaire journey now what i love is that you're into numbers and that's amazing <laughs> you know i i was good at math but now i get what it was for because i was like okay i haven't used this damn thing you know i use it for business plan protections so that's about it but now i'm using it for myself and there was a key thing i figured out like i have to know my number how much do i actually want every month whether it's a job, whether it's my business or whatever, how much do I want clean that's mine every month that I wouldn't have to worry? So I got that number first. Then I decided, okay, what is going to happen that's going to pay me that number every month that I don't have to make a 100% effort doing have and the skill sets I already have? And that was tricky because when I went in to see my CFP for the first time, I said, look, this is what I want to do. Tell me how much money my investments need to be worth for it to pay me this. And he was shocked. He was surprised because he was like, a lot of people don't come in talking like that. So um, for you going on this journey, are you headed towards being a millionaire? You know, and if that's the case, do you have your own number? Uh, Yes, I do have, I I am on that journey. Um, I have, Currently, um, one investment property where my husband and I are currently in the works on building a second one um, attached to our current home, actually, our primary home. Um, And then I have um, multiple sources of income right now. Mm -hmm. Um, 
not passive working on it. Okay, <laughs> so, good, good job. Yes, so uh, definitely. All right, okay, so now I like that you're already on course, which is great. I love, you know, you're doing everything I like literally want to do. So the other part is obviously um, like mutual funds and the stock market. Is that one of your sources of uh, income? Um, I, I have a 401k. I don't actively manage my, you know, my own retirement fund, but I do have funds in that. Um, m- the bulk of my, I guess, extra investment income has been going more into uh, into more liquid assets so or like stable liquid assets so that I can I can go ahead and pull it for real estate when I want to. Okay, so this is basically you're building your real estate fund. Exactly. <laughs> oh, okay, awesome. Okay, I see. I get that. I totally get that. You know, right now I'm like a bulldog on my family members. We're, we're going, moving as a unit because it's so much easier. And um, I'm like, okay, you guys, I need, I need this amount from you. I need that amount from you. I need that amount from you. I need that amount from you. I think December 2019 because we're buying this block of apartments. And I remember when I first said it in our family, we have a family, virtual family meeting. And they were like, this is the best ever end of year meet we've ever had. <laughs> because everyone had that on their minds. It was so funny. But it's just, we were always either praying into the new year or talking about things we want to change. But no, we never discussed money. So do you ever find that that could make things better for everyone else if money was part of the conversation? I mean, you're doing stuff with your husband. That's amazing. But if money was part of the conversation of extended families and, and your, your, your nuclear family, do you think things would be a lot easier for people? I think so. Um, I think money is, it's, it's a weird topic, right? Some people hate mm. to talk about it. Some people are not. There's weird stigmas about like, oh, you know, not knowing how much people make and whatnot. So it, it's like, there's lots of different perspectives on it but I always find that when I'm able to talk about it with individuals like um, like family um, Mm -hmm. or friends it's it's enlightening right because then you get Mm. um, you get to learn about a lot of things you know you get to talk about different strategies for investments or what they're thinking about doing with their money so it, it is like it I enjoy talking about it. I mean, mm-hmm. like that's, it's, it's one of the top topics that's always in my head, you know, like how can I make more and like, what can I, how can I invest it? So it's, it's a topic I enjoy discussing. Okay. okay. You know, something I'm big on is, is like-minded people. And I've realized that in this journey I'm particularly on, it makes, it makes it so much easier and so much more uh, exciting talking to people who enjoy talking about money. So, you know what? I'm going to be calling you a lot more regularly if you don't mind. Or just dropping in the dojo cafe. Be like, hey, let's talk money. <laughs> because that's the thing. I don't get why it's weird. An issue. I had this uh, negative thinking about money. So once I got that, once I was over that, I just expected everyone else who was um, successful or something would be excited to talk about it. But it was like I was touching a taboo subject. And to be honest, it's one of the reasons... I've struggled to get women on my podcast. You know, men are comfortable talking about that stuff. But women, you know, it's a different thing. It's like they feel the bite when you're talking about it. The conversation is not about the fact that you don't have what you want. It's about how we're going to get what we want. And, you know, I've had to make that very clear, you know, um, to be, and when you look at the, my insights on my Facebook um, page or questions people send me on Instagram, DMs, it's from guys and they're asking how 
you know, I can tell you it's 10% of women asking those questions. And it's, if you don't ask, you don't get, you don't get that knowledge, you know, you don't, you know, and I can't shove something down people's throats. So I'm pretty excited that, um, Chris, um, this, this episode is really going to actually, you know, help some ladies get the confidence to start talking about it and create circles of friends who are interested in talking about it as I am going to pull you in my circle. This <laughs> is talking about, about, about money. So, um, now your mindset obviously helps you achieve, you know, what you're doing and you have a goal, you know, um, you've already told me you have multiple sources of income. Did you have, I mean, you're in the finance industry, so obviously that helps. Um, but before then, did you have like an inkling of how you wanted your finances to go where, you know, and based on where you're at now, I know you're heading towards a, a certain place. Did you feel like it was something that you were going to achieve before you were 40? So, you know, this is kind of going back to the, if I could talk to myself when I was 21. Mm-hmm. So no. So when I was young, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have those goals. You know, I, um, I just knew that my, my goal was get a college degree, get a job. Right. And, you know, mm. job. Um, and that was, that was what my life path should look like. Right. So that's mm. what I aspired to. So that, you know, I studied, um, got my degree, got the job. Um, and, but I wasn't that good with, um, I wasn't that good with budgeting actually. So if I, you know, talking to my younger self, I'd be like, don't spend as much money and start investing that money young. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so it's, um, it's not something that I had in my mindset in my early twenties, but as I got, older, um, I started to want to have that lifestyle where I wasn't tied to a nine to five job. And so, um, you know, that's when I really started looking at pursuing business, like actually seriously pursuing business. I think for me, I was a little hesitant to dive into being an entrepreneur, owning my own business, um, because I had both of my parents had their own business when I was younger and um, they weren't, they, um, they both had uh, gone under, you know, and mm-hmm. had to, so it wasn't like a very good impression of what it was to be a business owner. Um, but as I, you know, read a lot of books, talked to a lot of people, started going to entrepreneurship workshops, I got really excited about it. And, you know, um, I had dabbled in blogging and, and that was really exciting too. So just like owning my own stuff and like making, like making that come to fruition, it, mm. it kind of sparked that, that desire also in addition to wanting that additional income, passive income. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm really excited you shared that because number one, it was about what you, you know, Thing, like you know don't spend that much money invest young to the lifestyle you know you wanted something different from nine to five and pursuing business you know you had the, you had the opposite of what I had you had um family members that businesses went under but you know that also touches on a very important point that failure is part of the journey and mm-hmm. you know you're lucky you saw what happened because it kind of tells you what not to do in some cases and how you do it differently if it was you and I think that's where it comes from with my mother I didn't understand the value of, of having that nine to five so early in, in stage because if I had that in my 20s for instance stable nine to five in my 20s I would have saved that money I would have invested it um 
then I'll have more secure ground to do what I wanted to do in my 30s and, you know, retire at 40, which was initially my, my goal. And, you know, um, I like how you've like really made a positive spin on it. I mean, this is part of your, 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 um, your narrative. You're all about positivity and you're just taking everything in your life and just made it into a big positive ball that you're roll- rolling in, basically. You know, basically. So thank you so much, Christina, for that. So um, we're going to talk about Christina's brand, her mission, and goals. I mean, um, we know she has business. She has a, a daytime job as well. And she's looking at, um, you know, investing in businesses as well and real estate. And I'm really, like, you know, enthused and, uh, and, and intrigued to find out, you know, how, you know, what your brand is about, what your mission is, and what your goal is, you know, like in the next 10 years. Uh, yes. So my, I have a, a couple of different brands, um, but first and foremost, um, I guess the one that I invest a lot of most of my time with is the Dojo Cafe. So as I mentioned, mm-hmm. a social enterprise um, coffee shop in San Diego, we're in City Heights. Um, and our mission is to change the way help happens. So, you know, we're, we kind of went with a different model. We're not a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Um Part of our proceeds and partnerships with other nonprofits to to actually host and run free community events. So our goal mm-hmm. is to you know, just activate spaces that are in um, that are underserved. You know, in City Heights, there aren't a lot of community spaces that are safe um, for youth to hang out and for different individuals. But we have mm-hmm. uh, we have a close connection with Hoover High School. All the students come over, um, and then the individuals from City Heights come over as well as Kensington and Talmadge. So it's a very unique space um, and just a very community feel to it. Um, Our, our shop is actually moving um, at the end of the summer, um, which is, which is a good thing. It's our, we knew that our spot was going to be temporary um, and we're working with um, Price who actually owns the lot and other organizations to figure out where our next spot will be. Um, So it's, it's all very good. Like we're excited. We're excited to move. Um, we just don't know where yet and it'll, it'll just bring good things. Um, and then in terms of stay smiling, it's a positivity brand. It's, um, we have hats right now. Um, and it's, it's merchandise, um, that is basically, uh, behind the theme of living your life to the fullest right and living yeah living your life to the fullest and living um find living your life or following your truth i guess um Mm -hmm. and so that's what that smiley face is for it's to remind people to follow that life and to live that life um and so i'm excited where i'm working on um putting the brand um on um threadless and so we're launching that store um the beginning of next year so i'm super excited about that as well yeah i am I'm, i mean like with what's going on in today's world you know this is what we need we need people spreading this joy and people to really own this the truth because everything you need really is, is really within you and you know when everything and i, I say when shit hits the fan all you've got is voice and you've got to make sure that that voice is telling you good stuff about yourself 
Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I like that, you know, Stay Smiling is doing that. I love that you're taking the model of a social enterprise. Many don't understand that model. I, I, you know, coming from England, um, that social enterprises were being promoted heavily because it was a way to ensure that, number one, it helped employ- unemployment. Number two, it, made, it helped, like, underserved communities. And number three, it basically, you know, just took the whole profit, profit model for charity and put it together because charities were kind of not surviving because they just didn't have any revenue streams to feed what they wanted. They relied heavily on grants or, you know, goodwill from people. So I really do like what you're doing. And I love the fact that you're using spaces that are literally usually dead spaces and you're taking them, making them come to life. So I'm really excited to see where you guys move to and what you're going to do in your next, um, your next spot. So those are the two brands that you're, you're keen on. What, like, what, what, what'll be your, goals for the dojo cafe number one and for stay smiley um for the dojo cafe i mean my goal is that we would have multiple locations um we want i mean our our ultimate goal is to have to be in different underserved communities and to have them all um at least breaking even but generating hopefully a little bit of revenue (laughs) Um, (laughs) and And we also want to have satellite locations um, in other areas that aren't necessarily underserved areas, but to funnel, to to basically provide job opportunities to the youth Mm. in those underserved areas so that Mm. um, get them into programs that basically they could get to, they would have job opportunities in other areas as well. Mm. Um, uh, So yeah, we would do that with the Dojo Cafe with Stay Smiling. My vision is that we would, we would just be spreading the message and uh, along with our merchandise to basically, you know, encouraging people to live their truth to, you know, if they're unhappy, find out why you're unhappy and get on the path to make yourself happy because that's yeah, like you that's said, it's, awesome. it's, it all from within, right? So. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much, Chris. Christina, thank you so much. This is like the tail end of the episode. Um, you've given us so much great gems um, and telling us about your brand, your mission, your goal. Um, I'd like to find out what's next for you. Like, where are you going? Is it just to focus primarily on, you know, your current brands? Um, I'm really excited to hear more about your real estate plans. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> once you're done with this new development you're doing, uh, what happens next? Uh, yeah, so um, real estate is, is going well. I'm actually doing um, a deal for someone else right now as well. So that's another way I'm utilizing my license. Um, and so that's happening. Um, once we finish the, the expansion on the house for the rental, um, I actually have my eyes set on investing in apartment complexes or, you know, smaller Ooh, apartment complexes. That's, my, that's where my, my brain is. So yeah, that's awesome. so that's that's the long-term goal for uh real estate um Mm -hmm. in terms of other things i um am working on launching um lady boss mind which is a um a blog focused um for women entrepreneurs to um to feature stories of women entrepreneurs and their journey and also you know things things i i've always wanted to know about like you know when was their break-even point and like Mm. you know 
actually like make money. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm a, I have like, good stories for you then. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited for that blog because I think that's where I'm like, oh, you're gonna feed me some people. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh oh wow that's awesome so you've got lady boss mine coming up you know the real estate thing and then the other two brands i'm super excited for you and i love how you're you're managing it all this is this is this is great you know um and like you know i know you've given us so much great stuff already but chris just just give us like three of your top life tips that have helped you uh, along the way or used to that you know have literally been constant in your in your entire you know um, successful process um okay I would say um just take action um focus on what the most important thing is spend within your means <laughs> <laughs> There you go. <laughs> um, and and enjoy the journey along the way. Yeah, success is, is definitely important and the end goal. But if you're not having fun while you're doing it, then maybe you're not quite doing the right thing. Oh, I see. I love that. Um, to be honest, like being an entrepreneur, I enjoyed it to a certain point and then I didn't enjoy it anymore. I enjoyed it to a certain point and I didn't enjoy it anymore. So I had to figure out what I actually did enjoy. <laughs> and it was yeah seriously it was a creative part so I became someone that you would come to once you had the idea and I get it to a certain point and hand it over to someone that will help you execute and it was weird because meeting people who actually help people execute oh that my goodness thank goodness you did all that work before it got to me because that's the part I hate and I didn't can you believe that I didn't realize that the part I love the most behind the scenes was apparently one of the most important parts that you they find so hard to get entrepreneurs to do the planning the idea viability and all of that and mm -hmm. it took a while you know because it was like I love what I'm, I love what I do but I hate I, I hate certain parts of it so you know I love that you just said that find out what you like doing and then you know enjoy that process and then same thing with the HDMAM you know um I've always had this goal to retire at 40 and I and I just realized oh my gosh I'm 36 and I, I this ain't looking pretty <laughs> <laughs> you know so I thought okay I gotta stop and I gotta just say okay what am I doing right now that's gonna get me down I cut out everything that wasn't you know a benefit to me um unfortunately you know it had to be some friendships that were just you know distractions and you know it was really sad but I found that you know in letting go of a lot of things that were not serving me positively I just I I was on speed I was like literally like on rocket fuel after that so, um, you know, I feel like people like yourself who are in the community, who are teaching this, uh, this uh, skills and who are all about the good stuff in life is what we really need, you know, um, bringing women together to really get that um, support and encouragement to really move in the direction that you are is, is you know, it's really great. So I'm really, really honored to have interviewed you, Christina. I am glad that, you know, you took the time to come on this podcast. Um, I've learned a lot from you already, you know, that's one thing I love about doing this, I learn every single time, you know, my cup is never full, um, you know, and, you know, I really wish you the best of luck in everything that you're doing. Thank you so much. Same to you. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it as well.
All right. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming. So guys, that brings us to the end of this episode. Christina has been absolutely um, awesome. If you would like any more information about her brands, her mission, I'm going to leave a description in the box and, you know, find out more information about her on the website. And that closes our um, our podcasting for 2018. I will see you next year. Bye. Thank you.